So the other day, I was at work, Mm -hmm. and a friend of mine was talking to us about this new, uh, well, not they're not so much of a new brand, but this brand called Pangea. Okay. Which is coming up with a new sustainable alternative to goose down in winter coats. Amazing. What is it? Flowers. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. I want to see it. Literally, I was like, I need to buy this freaking like flower coat. What is this flower coat? Buy it after your super puff. R.I.P. It is $750. Do you think that is a problem for me? It is. I Like, if you're listening, it absolutely is a problem. But guess how much my Canada Goose was. That times two. Hi, friends. My name's Nadine. And my name is Thadini. And welcome to You Know What I Mean. How do they stuff it with flowers? What do you mean? Like literal flowers? Won't they rot or wilt? No. So they put, um, they add in something. But then isn't that bad for the environment itself? Like a preservative? Do I have a PhD <laughs> in sustainability? I was like, okay, sick. <laughs> flowers, that sounds pretty sustainable Do you smell nice? Sign me, me up. They, okay. So the coat is biodegradable. I believe you. I really do. I'm going to Google it. So you can, like, I, I plant your coat when you're done with it. That's pretty cool, actually. Okay, I don't know if you can actually plant your coat, though. No, but, like, pretty cool that it is biodegradable. Yeah. Like, you could be like, oh, I'm, I've am i outgrown it. I'm going to throw it out. Yeah. On my lawn. No, but I, I know what you mean, because when we were talking about it, we were all collectively, like, at work, um, thinking that, won't the flowers get dry? But they do add something. But see, that's what I'm wondering. If they add that thing and it's a preservative and then say you do like biodegrade it, Mm -hmm. doesn't that chemical get into like either the land or the water and then in turn it's not actually environmentally friendly? I'm not sure. So sorry. We can I'm really excited for you. I I mean whoever not not even you. Just I'm absolutely not buying it. But it did spark a really interesting conversation about how like just sustainability as a topic has Mm -hmm. become a lot trendier given that like the climate change and the environment is becoming such a big topic yeah but just in general sustainability seems to be the new like designer item yeah and sometimes like uh there are certain brands that are actually doing a really good job at being sustainable but also other brands that are really capitalizing on this Mm -hmm. idea well i always think about how like the whole idea of sustainability isn't actually sustainable Mm -hmm. for an average consumer. Exactly. Like, sustainability in... The reason it's called sustainability is because it's a more sustainable way to use energy for the environment. Mm -hmm. But the price tag that's put on these things that are so-called sustainable aren't sustainable for consumers who are actually buying it because it's way too expensive. It's also hard to, like, get access to because say you want to, like... Like, we were talking about this. Like, go Mm -hmm. shopping. Like, for clothes. Like... I don't know a lot of places that I can readily go to to pick something up and I don't know anywhere that I can go to that's not super expensive. Mm -hmm. So that's not a sustainable option for me personally. Or if you were like trying to shop organic or like, I don't know, like 
GMO free or whatever, like whatever all of the different like sustainable avenues are, it's really expensive to do so. Mm -hmm. And it's like quite a bit of money and investment because a lot of the times like you have to like go out of your way to go to certain stores to buy things or you have to like if you're buying meat, like a lot of the times people prefer to go to the farm. Mm -hmm. But it's like, do you think I have time for that? I don't. I barely have time to get my eyebrows done. I do not have time to I go know. to the farm. Um, no, I think, well, the more research, because I really am trying to be as sustainable as possible. We talk, We have an episode about fast fashion mm-hmm. where we talk about how I'm not shopping Zara anymore. Um, but I think one of the really interesting things about sustainable fashion is that it's actually an umbrella term. Mm-hmm. And so sustainability actually uh, can either refer to one of three things or all of these three things, which is one, mm-hmm. eco-fashion, which is, like you said, mm-hmm. more um, environmentally friendly, is not as toxic to the environment. Yeah. The other one is uh, slow fashion, so more timeless pieces, not yeah. shopping as much. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's pretty much what, just the opposite of fast fashion. And what you were trying to do, actually. Yeah. That was the approach you were taking. Exactly. When we were talking about fast fashion in our episode. Exactly. And the third thing, which is also something that we talked about on the episode, which is ethical fashion. Yeah. So shopping from brands or labels, anywhere that does like, makes anywhere that prioritizes ethic, ethical and labor laws. Yeah. Or ethical standards and practices. Yeah, for, like, produ- for producing, for production. Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually, w- when we were talking about this before we, like, started recording this episode, mm-hmm. we were talking about, like, we were just talking about how you were talking about this article where this lady was saying, like, if you're going to buy, like, one t-shirt, mm-hmm. like, instead donate that money to, like, an organization because that's going to have, like, a longer downstream effect of, like, actually making a change versus, like, this organic cotton t-shirt you're gonna buy yeah and I think about that all the time because sustainability is something that like I mean you work in the fashion industry I work in the fashion Mm -hmm. industry and it's something that's around me so much and I'm I'm like very acutely aware of it um but I think all the time about how like as a consumer like it certainly makes a difference for you to like you know whether it's like shop sustainable in any of the three ways that you said Mm -hmm. or whether it's shopping less fast fast fashion or like even small things like recycling or not using plastic straws but if you look at like the the actual downstream effect of that like it certainly is there Mm -hmm. I was having this conversation with my friend the other day where he was like oh will you come with me to pick up um a case of like plastic water bottles Mm -hmm. and I was like no I was like don't buy them like just use like a a, A a, yeah like use like a reusable water bottle and he was like, well, it's already been made. Like, mm-hmm. if I don't buy it, somebody will buy it. And even if nobody buys it, it'll still go into the landfill. Yeah. Which isn't, like, he's not wrong. It mm-hmm. will. But it really makes me think about how, like, as a consumer, like, as one person consuming, I always have this struggle where I'm like, yes, but, like, as one person consuming, like, I should be making better choices because if everybody thought that their one choice didn't make a difference mm-hmm. and they didn't make that difference, then it would never like amount to anything but if everybody thinks I can do my little part and it'll make a big difference then it does but at the same time it's really like big organizations that need to be held accountable for like what they're doing so like even if one day I like forget to recycle it's really not making it's not really all right or I don't forget to recycle it's actually not making as much of a difference yep I know I know I know you know what I mean yeah I do because like I'm not the true like perpetrator of like these like big like actions against sustainability Mm -hmm. 
this so this article that Trini is talking about is a refinery 29 article that i found a couple days ago it's it's super interesting mm-hmm. We're gonna, i'll link it in our um in the bio for mm-hmm. this episode mm-hmm. um but basically they interview this uh this like powerhouse of a person I know. she has like a phd in environmental science and 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 engineering and and environmental environmental toxicology yeah 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 so cool. she literally is like she's killing it she's killing it and she's a professional in the sustainability field she was basically saying how it's easy to live a a more sustainable life without it being full like worrisome yeah because there's so much pressure now to live sustainably sustainably but to your point like it's not necessarily feasible Mm -hmm. to be spending 750 dollars on a flower coat exactly you know it's kind of like is against it kind of goes against the idea behind sustainability yeah um so one of the things that she says is that what i thought was like super interesting was that you don't have to be an expert on everything don't feel like you're when you're shopping don't feel like you have to go in knowing everything yeah um and another thing that she said which ties into what you were saying which is if you want to buy something from a brand buy it because you support them Mm -hmm. but also be as open to critiquing them when you're not seeing that they're fulfilling something that you need as in like as a consumer as a consumer exactly so she one of the things she was saying was that like don't boycott certain brands Mm -hmm. because telling a brand i've never bought from you and i never will is not as effective as saying i will buy from you again when you start doing x in if and when you start exactly yeah yeah that's true because it's, like, it's all about, like, putting your money where your mouth is. Mm-hmm. And I think about that all of the time. Another thing that they mentioned in the article as well is that one of the biggest challenges as a consumer when mm-hmm. you're measuring sustainability is that there isn't a, um, like, index or yeah. a common metric mm-hmm. across all uh, companies that you can, like, measure one against, one against each other in a, like... Clear way. Clear, yeah, exactly. And, like equal way yeah and you can kind of understand way. yeah but there is a group called the sustainable um apparel coalition Ooh. which is a group of industry professionals who have co- like come together and are collaborating to create a more environmentally uh friendly industry so like fashion industry not necessarily just a fashion industry but they span across the apparel industry um footwear and textiles oh amazing yeah so they basically they get together and they um they share each other's findings they share each other's like best practices they work together so what the um article was saying is that you have these like expert experts and industry professionals who are doing the research into making it a more making the industry a more sustainable uh, place to be place to be Yeah. yeah but some of the things that you can do as a consumer is where you put your where you put your money and mm-hmm. where put, putting your money where your mouth is. So there are some apps out there that actually are super helpful mm-hmm. in helping you decide between brands. Yeah. So there's this app called Good on You. I downloaded it um like literally a couple hours ago. So fun though. It's so fun. And so you can Google certain brands and it gives Not you Google. You can search <laughs> on Google. You can look up certain brands and it tells you, um, it basically gives them a rating from like depending on three different factors. So the first factor being what it's like to the environment. So how it is in terms of like 
the amount of toxic waste that it produces or how much it pollutes or etc. Yeah, there's like three different metrics like of on which each of them gets scaled equally. So exactly. Then, and gives like one rating out of those three. Exactly. The second one is how um, their labor practices are. Mm-hmm. And then the third is just its treatment of, of animals. And so interestingly enough... Zara, mm-hmm. we got, were so like we were so quick to like dismiss surprised. them. Yeah, I thought they were gonna be lost. Um, yeah, so the the worst rating you can get is called we avoid it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they actually got it's a start, which means that they're really they're like starting to look into ways to become more more sustainable, mm-hmm. which I've heard of before, but I'm still a little skeptical on Zara. To be honest, like I, we looked up a couple of different brands, and yeah. to me, what it kind of seemed that this app was doing was rating companies more on whether or not they had a like a statement, a mission mm-hmm. statement, like or like a platform saying what their take to like a sustainable, like what their sustainable approach is. But they were using like official reporting, so companies do like sustainability reporting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I don't think that they would. Not that they would lie about it, but I don't think that they would put it on there if they weren't openly practicing it. Really? I think they would. Like, I mean, obviously, like, you can't be like, I use 100% renewable resources when you absolutely don't. Yeah. But, like, I certainly think that, like, the way, like, if, I mean, I don't know. I haven't read them myself. But I I think, like, as a consumer and, which is why, as a consumer, I find this difficult, which Mm -hmm. is why I think that maybe this is a bias that, like, this app isn't fully accounting for. Mm -hmm. There's so much, like, jargon used in, like, sustainability, like, statements. Yeah. And there's so much, like, like, it's, like, gray. It's, like, murky. Like, they're saying they're going to reduce – it's, like, what we said about Zara. Like, they're they're saying they're going to reduce their emissions by 15%, Mm -hmm. but they don't actually say what it – like, 15% of what. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly, if it's operational or if it's supply chain or – you know, where is that going to come from? How is it going to come? So saying, like, you're going to reduce 15% is amazing. Like, yeah, that's great. Do it. But how? And also, like, how are you tracking that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, remember when we were, I think this was for our fast fashion episode. We were looking at Lululemon. Mm. And Lululemon, like, is is so, like, they're all, like, live, laugh, love, eat, mm. pray, love, like, whatever. But then they actually didn't have a very good score. Mm-hmm. Um. Or I don't even know if they didn't have a good score, but I know when we did research on them, like, they didn't have... It was not... uh, Their rating was not good enough. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Like, I just... I don't know. I just wonder. I think it... I think it's more so the app itself, the type of metrics, actually Mm -hmm. looking into the metrics Mm -hmm. and how they measure uh, the different factors that they use to, to, to give this, like, overall rating. Yeah. But I do think it's a great place to start. Yeah. Like, I think if you're, like, kind of, like, lost and you're, like, what constitutes fast fashion? Mm -hmm. What constitutes, like, being more sustainable? Like, I don't want to shop somewhere where it's, like, absolutely zero. I, like, this company sucks at their sustainability. Then it's a great place to start. Yep. Something that was really interesting to me was that anthropology was, had a really low score. Yeah. But I think, see, I think there's this misconception with fashion and I'm, I'm just speaking about the fashion industry because I mm-hmm. think it is such a culprit along with, like, the food industry. But I, I think I know less about the food industry than I do the fashion mm-hmm. industry. Um, such, like, 
a big thing about it is that, <coughs> sorry, I think consumers like get lost in like all of the messaging that's out there. And when they go into a store like Anthropology versus a store like Zara, mm-hmm. Zara is so clearly mass producing that yeah. you like automatically know you're like, this is a fast fashion. It can't be good for like the, the environment. It's a culprit. Yep. Whereas when you go into like a store like Anthropology or a store that's like maybe a little bit more curated, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, but like these pieces aren't like mass produced or like it's just not like it doesn't have as high of a turnover. So like, does that mean that it's better for the environment? Oh, it must mean that it's better for the environment and it's a higher ticket maybe mm. because it like takes, it's like better fabric or like it takes, you know, you're not, you're paying people like proper wages to actually mm-hmm. make it. Or, like, it's not made in, like, China or India or Bangladesh. Like, it's Mm -hmm. made in California or Canada or whatever. And so it's more expensive. You almost get, like, tricked into thinking that it's not fast fashion. No, I know. I know exactly what you mean. I've had that before with anthropology. Mm -hmm. Um, There was, like, an instance where I I tried on this sweater and it was super cute. I looked at the price. It was $300. Yeah. And it was made in China. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of, that's an automatic sign that something is not sustainable. Yeah. Um, But that's, so that's actually one of the things that the article was mentioning was that, uh, you know, we were talking how like these industry professionals and these expert groups were, were researching on how to make the, the industry more environmentally friendly. So what you, what they were suggesting in the article was that if you have disposable income to spend Mm -hmm. and you're looking to spend Mm -hmm. it, donate it to these groups that are doing the work and doing all the heavy lifting versus spending it on an organic t-shirt. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, that cotton t-shirt is so small in comparison to the other work that's being done. And that's not to belittle or take away from what those brands Whether you're are shopping doing. Organically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But and and I, this was a point that we that we made earlier, but if you want to support a brand that's being sustainable, support them because you like the brand. You like the brand and you like their work. Don't support them because you're you think you're going to be changing the world with yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I know. It's like the whole idea of like put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. But I always struggle because like I've said this already, but like I always struggle because part of me is like yeah support smaller brands because support things that are like not mass Mm -hmm. produced and support like people who are not like huge corporations and like put your money towards them and like towards like actual benefit of people versus Mm -hmm. like corporations that's like all about capitalism sorry (laughs) no but it but it is um like you it doesn't have to be you know if the word capitalism scares you if you're someone that gets scared by that I just, I go back to thinking how, like, you know, we're talking about that flower coat. Yeah. I really didn't need a flower Flower coat. coat. And it wasn't that it was a sustainable coat that made me want to buy it. It was the fact that it was stuffed with flowers. (laughs) Like, like, to be honest. And I was like. But it's true. That's so trendy. Like, that was my driving thought. My thought wasn't, ah, the environment. It literally came right, like, right in second. Yeah. Which is actually, I think, like, like that's what like that's what companies are hoping mm-hmm. that they're gonna say like oh look at this like sustainable coat made of flowers and you're gonna think that's so trendy yeah exactly and then and you, and you do and then you buy it and that's like you literally play into the whole idea of like corporatizing sustainability yes. which is literally like the opposite of what sustainability stands for exactly and so I was I was having another conversation with another coworker and she was like you just 
She's like, you didn't need that flower coat. You just bought a coat from Maurizia that mm-hmm. you could have easily worn for five years. I mean, could I? Could, could I? I? Could have I? Because Could have I? Could have I? Yep, because... Um, could I have? Could I have? <laughs> could have I? It's could could I have worn it? Could could I have worn it? No. The answer is no. No, because, because let me fucking what? tell you. Let me tell you. Today, I sat down and it ripped. Hashtag games. Okay. So, Aritzia, <laughs> if you want to reach me, my number is <laughs> 905. Please, can you reach out on the pod? Can you have a rep contact Is there a lifetime warranty on this? I mean, it was like the smallest hole, but still. Excuse me? It Absolutely small, not. Listen no, to me, Aritzia. First of all, you got a bad waiting on that app, so yeah. that sucks for you. <laughs> Second of all, okay? I don't care. The uh, Even if I paid like $6 for this, the amount of like hype and marketing that Aritzia has done, they freaking have a super puff for your goddamn dog, okay? I know. You think that if you sit and this coat rips, it's going to, like, let a dog do one thing? No. Anyways, long story short, I think you should, like, I don't know sue. what I'm going to do. I think you should get this lady in this article, Linda Greer, is that her name? And yeah. be like, listen, do you also have a, like, Tell law me. degree? Because I need you to be my lawyer. Honestly, she might. Let's. She might. We'll have to, we'll have to see. <laughs> let you know. Anyways. So that's stressful. But anyways, did I need, could have I, did I need to, whomst? Whomst, unbeknownst to me. Unbeknownst <laughs> to me, this shit was going to rip. <laughs> like, although I did get the feeling, I'm not going to lie to you, when I was trying it on at the store, I was like, this feels a tad thin. But you know what? That's like their whole thing. It's like, oh, it's so thin. Like, it doesn't have to be thick to be warm. What? Yeah, didn't you, did you not hear about that? No. Their whole thing is like, oh, it's so light. It's so thin. Like, it's like a pack away puffer, like, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> I don't want to do. Okay. You should just go fight them. I know. I'm you will. start crying again. Wow. That's I my go-to. That's my go-to. <laughs> Find me one person who I haven't cried at. So, <laughs> so it's personal. It's a character flaw. It's a personal problem. I think it's a strength, really. Thank you so much. Go, so anyway, going back to this flower, <laughs> flower power coat. Yeah, I didn't need it in the long, in the grand scheme of things. And in fact, you could have just taken, if you were willing to spend $750 on that coat, which like you weren't, but like say mm-hmm. you were willing to spend like 400 Yeah. Or even 300 like you can take 50 mm-hmm. or $60 and instead put it towards like an organization like this. Yeah. Also, sure. when you were talking about it, I did it. They're called SAC, Sustainability Action Coalition. Oh, you have heard of them? No, I just, I made the acronym up in my head when you were saying it. Oh, because I do think that that acronym exists. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for them. SAC. Oh, no, because I think they've already come up. Are you planning on, like, No, 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 no. (laughs) Play me, please. Um, No, 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 yeah. They, um... SAC. (laughs) That's all. I was trying to say they're called SAC. That's it. That's all. That's my story. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Goodbye. JK, we did not leave. Yeah, we're, we're still here. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one of the ways that you can, like, I think there's a lot of information out there. Yeah. And there's a lot of people being like, stop buying fast fashion, use a water bottle, don't use plastic straws. And <laughs> it sounds like, like you. I know it is me. <laughs> I literally, like, I'm like, I literally tell people, I'm like, stop using water bottles. Mostly because I'm like, you'll find that you drink so much more water if you it's stop true. using plastic water bottles. Yeah, I was telling someone at work. The right? exact same thing. Right? And I also do think that, like, as an individual, you should do your small part, whether it's, like, not using plastic mm-hmm. straws or, like, 
not using plastic water bottles or like whatever whatever the case may be I think you should do your small part because if everybody thinks that like oh it doesn't matter what I do because I'm just one person then and if nobody does it then can you imagine if all of those people thought that they should do it the the difference that would make yeah it's like it's a small step for each person but when you look at it collectively it's like a big step overall exactly and I think that it's great that like just people in general are becoming more environmentally conscious Mm -hmm. and like are starting to like realize the impact of their decisions um but I think one of the biggest culprits that everybody can start like learning about and doing and it's very easy to 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 fix is recycling because not everything goes in recycling. Mm-hmm. And in fact, like, if you put something in recycling that's not supposed to go in recycling, it actually ruins it for the that entire, like, batch of recycling. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really big one. And it's something that I'm learning about at work because at work we're taking – we're trying to be more, like, sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, one of the things is they have, like, four different bins out. And they, mm-hmm. like, tell you what goes into each bin because – People mess up recycling all the time and they think that like a pizza box can go into recycling but it can't because it's got like the oil and like mm-hmm. the food in it or they think, I don't know, that's just an example. Or coffee, not all coffee cups can go into the recycling because they have coffee in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a really easy thing that you can do and you can learn about very quickly mm-hmm. about what's supposed to go in what type of recycling and whether or not it even should be recycled to begin with. I think even like if you take that idea of recycling and also apply it to fashion in your closet, mm-hmm. and you're if you constantly just donate your clothes or you do a refresh of your clothes, yeah. that's super helpful. Or you shop vintage or shop shop vintage, yeah, shop second vintage. Like I think there's so many ways to reduce to your... reduce and recycle. Yeah, exactly. And just in your like everyday life, whether it's how you recycle your waste or it's how you recycle your old clothes I think for me one of the things that is a really big challenge when I try to live sustainably is like specifically to the fashion industry it's just disconnecting from this like consistent amount of content that you get every day and trying not to let it Mm -hmm. get to you Mm -hmm. so like Instagram is really big and every time I'm on Instagram it's like by this, by this, and exactly. by this, and then by this, like, and then by this. Everything on Instagram is just, like, An one ad. massive ad. Yeah, yeah, and so it's really hard to, it, it's really hard to just disconnect from that and just say, okay, I, like, this is nice and it's exciting, but I don't need it. Yeah. And I, I don't yeah. need to buy it. Like, I literally, the other day, was like, oh, this skirt from, from Anthropology. Yeah. I'm going to buy it. It was, like, 150 bucks. I know. And it's so easy to get, like, drawn in mm-hmm. and be like, oh, but it's so cute. Oh, but this. Oh, but that. But at the end – and then that price tag confuses you and you're like, oh, but maybe they're not fast yeah. fashion. Yeah. I've had to – when I stopped shopping Zara, I had to take a really hard, a hard – well, not just a hard look, but I, I got a hard lesson in that shopping, you know, because I was like, you shop more in a small amount of time, it w- will cost you less in the long run. N- that's not necessarily true like it's still quality over quantity and that also applies to like the quantity of money you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. something being something being expensive does not necessarily equate to it being good quality yeah and that's something that I've been like learning as I go yeah um and you have like it is true you have to learn to make that judgment call yeah because it is true that you get what you pay for but sometimes you don't have to pay as much as you're paying yeah exactly yeah so I think I, th- I think we're all on this like sustainable journey together. I think it's it's great that people are becoming more conscious. I think eventually the fashion industry is going to tag on. I mean, it it, they, it seems it like already it's, has it already to. is. 
Um, hopefully, I, I think eventually, like, what's going to happen is that sustainability, like I said, is going to become, like, the new designer item. Yeah. And you'll have these, like, very niche products, like a flower-filled coat. Yeah. Where people are going to be willing to pay, pay a little more for it. Yeah. Um, but then you'll have the average consumer who just... It, it, it's not a, necess- a nece- well, it's necessity not a, yeah. for them. And I think that's, like, really where the gap is going to come, where an average, like, middle-class consumer mm-hmm. is really not going to be able to buy into this whole sustainable lifestyle, which, to be honest, is why we even ne- need sustainability to begin with. Mm-hmm. Because pr- producing, like, in, an, in a non-sustainable way is, like, more feasible in terms of money. So I think that there really have to be, like, hard steps that are taken to make sustainability more feasible and more, um, like, more for everybody. Accessible. Accessible. That's what I'm looking for. More accessible. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, like, I think that everybody's on this journey and, like, you can do your own, like, little part. I think a really big thing where you really produce a lot of, like, waste is, like, wellness. Like, I don't even mean wellness, like, anything fancy. Like, shampoo, conditioner body wash face wash Mm -hmm. like how much plastic are you using when you buy a new bottle of shampoo every time that's true or a new bottle of face wash or whatever it may be yeah i think about that all the time because i keep a lot of the jars like for when i travel and stuff Mm -hmm. but i'm like i have too many jars and then i throw them out and then i'm like look at all the plastic i'm i'm wasting yeah you just you you just reuse you gotta reuse but then but see that's the thing like am i going to be able to go to like say a shopper's drug mart and like fill in my bottle of shampoo like how am I like do you know what I mean like what am I gonna do there's actually a company that I saw in Hamilton Ontario Mm -hmm. and they are like a they're like an on wheels company and they actually sell like body care products in bulk so you don't have to keep reusing your or sorry you can keep reusing your jars and containers I guess it's kind of like a like a bulk barn yeah, no, exactly. But for your, like... Shampoo, conditioner, that's soap. That's so fun. Yeah. And I think that's, like, such an amazing idea. Yeah. I think bulk, too, well, like, outside of the fashion industry, obviously, but, like, this concept of bulk... Yeah. ...also seems to be more sustainable because you can just... I, I mean, I can't, I can't, like... I feel like that's such a general statement to make, mm-hmm. but to go in and be able to reuse any already existing jars that you have at home... Yeah. It just already eliminates so much waste that comes from that exactly like so much packaging like packaging is so much waste like Mm -hmm. think about how like a toothpaste tube is plastic and then it's wrapped in like cardboard Mm -hmm. with ink which like can't be recycled because Mm -hmm. it's got that ink and like that foil Mm -hmm. that's like so much packaging like why don't you just sell the tube it's already sealed um, I know not all companies do this, but I know sometimes when I do shop online, for example, Glossy, I mm-hmm. always opt for the le- mm-hmm. the minimal packaging option. Yeah. And I think that'll also start to pick up as well, like, once companies see that that's yeah. what consumers are looking for. Yeah. Um, but no, I definitely think that the more, less waste, more recycle. Yeah. And just, I think people have to be creative. Yeah, you really got to get creative. But I I do struggle with, like, something that I really struggle with Mm -hmm. is, like, sustainability becoming trendy. Okay, so for sure, not going to buy that flower. (laughs) In conclusion. Maybe what I'll do, though, is I already have a hole in my Aritzia puffer. You'll stuff it with flowers? Maybe I'll just pick flowers from my garden and I'll just stuff them. 
and my coat. <laughs> and there you go. Reuse, there you go. recycle. DIY life. DIY. Did it for half the price. Literally half the price. No, it was $0 because I picked it from my freaking backyard. Put some twigs. <sighs> I can't wait for you to go to Ritzia and yell at them. No, I'm scared. No, don't.